Welcome, library friends, to the Silverton Library Connection podcast, where pages turn, stories unfold, and community bonds grow stronger. I'm your host, Misty Anderson. Join me as we dive into the world of books, explore the heart of our library, and uncover the pulse of our town's happenings. This is the Silverton Library Connection podcast. Get ready to be inspired, informed, and entertained. Hi there, library friends. Welcome to another episode of the Silverton Library Connection podcast. I'm your host, Misty Anderson, as well as the library director here at the Silverton Public Library. And welcome back. I hope everyone had a very happy holidays. And now we are in 2024. Can you believe it? I I cannot believe it. I feel like I'm in some sort of time warp. (laughs) So I wanted to kick off this year with books and what were the best books I read last year. And let me tell you, this is so hard to narrow down. So Goodreads is an app that you can use to kind of track your books. And I use it to track my books because heavens, I can't keep up with what I've read. And they do like a yearly competition, which is really fun with yourself just to see if you can read, you know, X number of books. And so they also do a thing at the end of the year where they have a a sheet where you can fill out your top three. And narrowing it down to three is next to impossible. Now, I have 50 books this year was my goal. I only am at 46 right now, so I'm really close. But going through those, and I mean, some people read 100 books, which I aspire to read next year, but, and then you're supposed to narrow it down to three? Come on. So what I've done today is, um, I'm in charge. So I'm going to give you my top three fiction. I'm going to give you my top two nonfiction. And then I'm going to give you my top one juvenile fiction and then my young adult. Um, I absolutely read way more fiction than anything. So narrowing that down was just, it was ridiculous. So I was able to get it to three. So we're going to start with the fiction category, my favorite. Um, I have been, um, when I went through this list, it's just, there were so many great books in the fiction category this year. But the number one, I would say for me, is Happiness Falls by Angie Kim. And this book was her second book. Her first book was Miracle Creek, which I loved. And I was just like, there's no way that she could possibly outdo herself with that. And then she did. And what's even more exciting is that my book club is reading this book right now. I had already read it and suggested it. And Angie is going to join our book club via Zoom to discuss this book. So I'm really excited and I promise that didn't like spur why I put it as my number one. It's just a really great book. So let me tell you a little bit about it. So there's this dad and he goes missing and his family is desperately searching to find out what happened. And he has this little boy who, I shouldn't say little boy, I think he's a teenager, um, who has some neurodivergent difficulties and he runs off and then comes back and won't speak and it is seriously paint like page turning what i love most about her writing is 
She takes a very biracial Korean American family in Virginia. Um, and it gives, gives you so much. So Mia is this 20 year old girl and she is concerned when her dad and her younger brother, Eugene don't return from a walk in a nearby park. And so they all assume they've lost their phone or stopped for an errand. But by the time Mia's brother returns through the front door, he's bloody and alone. And it's clear to them that their dad isn't there. And so they're really tight knit family. And um, Eugene has this rare genetic condition called Engelman syndrome and cannot speak. And so it follows this very TikTok investigation to find out the whereabouts of this dad and like what's going on. And when I, when I say like page turner, I had to know what was going to happen. And it's also one of those books that there's varying perspectives, which is really cool. I love Mia specifically, her voice. Um, I love hearing the voices of strong 20-year-old women that <clears throat> it just, what a difference, you know, between me and them and, and how they think. And so it's just a very profound um, family drama. It's got all like the powerful storytelling that she had in Miracle Creek. Um, and so it definitely is my number one book for this year. The second book is Remarkably Bright Creatures. And you guys, I, I didn't know what to expect when I read this book. If you look at the cover, there's an octopus and a lady on the front. So it's it's this beautiful story. So there's this woman, her name is Tova, and her husband has died, and she's been working the night shift at this aquarium, mopping floors and keeping up and things like that. And keeping busy, you know, has been how she's coped with her husband. And since her 18-year-old son, Eric, mysteriously vanished on a boat in the Puget Sound over 30 years ago. So Tova becomes acquainted with Marcellus. And Marcellus is this, I'm smiling because he's this giant Pacific octopus living at the aquarium. And Marcellus knows more than anyone can imagine, but wouldn't dream of lifting one of his eight arms for his human captors until he forms this really great friendship with Tova. And so I know you're probably listening and you're like, what the heck? This octopus and this late old lady form this friendship? What kind of book is this? Oh, you have to. I will tell you, I listened to this on audiobook and I read it. The audiobook is sensational because of Marcellus's voice. He has an accent and it's beautiful. And anyway, so they end up in this friendship and the detective that he is, he figures out what happened the night Tova's son disappeared. So this octopus knows what happened to Tova's son. And now he's trying to figure out how can he let her know this information. And it's just a beautiful story of hope and friendship and a really strange animal that you learn some really cool things about. So it was a touching story for me. I think it might have been the first book in a long time that I cried. And it was just incredibly written. The third and final fiction, and this goes in the category of best science fiction and fantasy, is Under the Whispering Door by T.J. Klune. And you guys, I am, if you know me, a 
huge TJ Klune fan. It is, I read two of his books this year, so it's very difficult to pick between the two. But I will tell you that if you want a book that will challenge you and give you a unique perspective as a human to maybe change your life, this is the book. So it starts out in Karen's Crossing. And this, you, you start the book out with this grim reaper who comes to collect Wallace from his own funeral. And Wallace is like so confused. He's a really bad person. And he's like, I'm not dead. I'm not dead. But then he meets Hugo, the owner of this really peculiar tea shop. And he promises to help him cross over. Wallace decides he's definitely dead. But even in death, he's not ready to abandon the life he barely lived. He was just this squabble of a life that he had. So when Wallace is given one week to cross over, he sets about living a lifetime in seven days. T.J. Klune is a fantastic writer. I don't know how he drums up the stories he does, but for me, as someone who's gone through grief this year, this book helped me have a just a beautiful look at what might be. And it made my heart really happy. And I couldn't give it, I, I mean, I'd give it 10 stars, but I think you're supposed to give it five. <laughs> so Under the Whispering Door by TJ Klune, I highly recommend it. And just like I said before, any of his books, I would recommend. All right, let's move into the nonfiction. Okay, so nonfiction, I don't read a ton of, but I did read a couple of really good ones this year. The first one I read was with my book parent book club, and it's called Good Inside. And it is a guide to becoming the parent you want to be. It's by Dr. Becky Kennedy. Some of you might know her from Instagram. Um, and so this book is really for any parent who has struggled under the substantial weight of caregiving, which is to say all of us. It's not only a wise and practical guide to how we can raise our kids and help them be emotionally healthy. It's also for me a supportive resource, resource when I need a little compassion and less stress. Uh, Dr. Becky is really smart. She's really thoughtful. She's very intentional in her parenting. And it helps you see the good inside your children and remember that when bad things are happening, you continue to see the good in them and it helps you reroute your parenting. This book has really helped me. I've referenced, she has little blurbs in there, like little, the way she would say it essentially. And I know joke, have memorized some of them. <laughs> so if you're a parent and you're interested in, you know, becoming the parent you really want to be. Uh, this book is really awesome. I think on Goodreads, which parenting books, there's so many of them, and but this book on Goodreads has almost 15,000 reviews, and I think she's almost five stars. So it's a very, very, very accessible book for all of us. All right, my next book makes me sad and happy, um, and that is Matthew Perry's Friends, Lovers, and the Big Terrible Thing. <clears throat> Friends is a part of who I am. It is so much of what I love, and I am so sad to see Matthew go. This book, and he says it in there, if you read this book, you won't be shocked or surprised when I pass. 
And it's because the book is just a beautiful telling of his life, how his addictions in, in affected so many, including his body. And um, it just really showcased, I mean, of course, there's lots of great friends stuff in there. But for me, what it really, how powerful it was is because his story isn't really any different than so many addicts. He just is a public figure and had this great show. And, but, but he played this facade and hid it all. And so many individuals are in that same, um, same life experience, meaning they're hiding behind something and using something else. And so for me, it offered a lot of compassion and empathy towards people I know who have struggled and maybe I didn't quite understand. Um, if you want to really be blown away, I would listen to it on audiobook because he is the narrator. It is an unforgettable memoir that is extremely intimate. It's very eye-opening, and um, I would extend this to anyone struggling with sobriety because it is a such a good book. Um, he is so honest and moving, and of course, he's funny because he's funny, and so that's what's great about it. Um, it's crazy that it came out this year. It's crazy, or, you know, that it came out and then he passed away. I know that it has like infinitely increased in its sales of the book since his passing. And I am so glad I read it before because it really helped me kind of process through what happened to him. Uh, it's on Goodreads. I think there's over 200,000 um, reads so far, and it's almost five stars as well. So if you want a good read, Matthew Perry's new book is amazing. All right, juvenile fiction. Let's move on to something fun because this is fun. So I was looking to bring in some new juvenile fiction for the library and someone told me about this Wizard for Hire by Obert Skye. And it is so good. So let me tell you about 14-year-old Ozzy. He lives, I think they live in Portland, Oregon, and um, his scientist parents have been kidnapped after discovering, discovering a formula that enables mind control. Their work was like really top secret, and Ozzy's afraid to go to the police, but without the help, he'll never find his parents. And then he stumbles across this ad in the local newspaper that says, Wizard for Hire, call 555-SPELL. So Ozzy Reed had read in wizard books like Harry Potter that wizards couldn't actually exist today and so he's like huh but then ozzy meets the wizard labyrinth aka Rin. <laughs> he's even more skeptical Rin dresses like a wizard but the high top tennis shoes seem a little weird to him and he has he writes notes on his shoes and eating breakfast for every meal it's just he's really eccentric so Ren doesn't even cast any magic spells either, so which means that the unexplained coincidences that started happening around Ozzy are just coincidences, right? So with the help of a robotic talking raven invented by Ozzy's father, a kind and curious girl at school decides to help Ozzy. And, of course, a self-proclaimed wizard who may or may not have a magical wand, Ozzy begins this big quest to lead him closer to the answers to find his parents. It is so darn cute. 
It's so good. It pokes a little fun at Harry Potter, which I love, but I love Harry Potter. And there's three of them. So it's just a really great series. Um, I would say it's great for anyone. Like if you're an adult and you're looking for a little bit of easy escape, you could devour this book in a day um, and probably the series in three days. So Wizard for Hire is my favorite juvenile fiction of the year of 2023, which there's three of them, and I read all three of them, but the first one was my absolute fave. And that's usually how it goes, right? All right. The last thing we have, and it's, I'm going to leave you with a little bit of a cliffhanger, is um, my, let's see, young adult. And I'm actually been saving my young adult for a while because it's a whole new world. And I'm sure a lot of you've read it. I know almost a million people on Goodreads have read it. And that's Fourth Wing by Rebecca Yaros. And we have the book here in the library. I am, I, I treated myself this uh, Christmas and I bought it on Kindle for $14. So I didn't have to wait in line or be in any hurries because it's really pretty thick book and um, also the audiobook is like 20 hours so I did get the audiobook on Libby which was awesome I got a cut in line and I wasn't going to start it until January 1st but then I was like you know what I really need a good young adult fantasy escape and I'm told this is it so so far I am um I think I'm 20% through the book and I'm addicted. I cannot wait to finish this podcast and put my headphones back on and get back into my world of dragons. <laughs> so if you want to read along with me, I would love it. I'm reading Fourth Wing. I think there is a second and then I think possibly two more. So really exciting when you find a good uh, series that you love. All right, you guys, that is the best of 2023 uh, from Misty Anderson. I'm sure everybody's varies, and I'd love to hear from you about what were your top books of the year. Um, I'm sure some of them are in the top for me, too. I just couldn't talk about them today. So I'm happy to connect. I love to talk about books, and I really appreciate you being here today. I hope everybody has a wonderful week, and we will speak next time. Have a great day. <music>